Welcome back to the Recenter Podcast. Uh, John and I are back again to uh, kind of unpack the scripture from from the sermon. The cool thing this week, though, is uh, because of the audible that was called, we have the sermon speaker, the preacher here with us now, John hey, hey. Moorbacher. Hello, everybody. Good to be here. <laughs> um, Get to listen to me talk some more about Ephesians. <laughs> uh, let us know if you're listening, too. I, we got a text from uh, somebody from the church who said they refused to close their eyes during prayer because they were driving. <laughs> just feels like disobedience to the scripture to yeah. me. I'm yeah. just kidding. We love you, and it was probably a good call not to close your eyes and pray on the road while you're driving on the highway. Uh, today we're going to be in Ephesians uh, 1.15, and we're going to go all the way to the end of chapter 1 through verse 23, and we're going to get right into Discovery Bible Study, which is something we're trying to learn as a church of how to like really ourselves learn mm-hmm. and feed ourselves together in community of like, what does this teach me about Jesus, right? We're discovering who he is and who his kingdom is, or what his kingdom looks like and how to live in it. Yeah. Uh, so together, John and I are going to sit in this. He's kind of got a leg up because he sat in this for a while. So we'll probably just ask him a lot of questions as the resident expert on this passage. Oh, no pressure. Oh. <laughs> no pressure at all. Um, but before we get into that, uh, why don't we open with some prayer? So John, go ahead and uh, actually, you know what? Let's give you guys space. Go grab your Bibles if you don't have them right now. Mm-hmm. Get your journal, get ready, settle in. Um, when we come back in a moment from this break, John will open us up in prayer. Father God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that you have uh, chosen to reveal yourself to us through your word. And uh, God, as we look to Ephesians chapter one um, and the the last half of that chapter, uh, God, we will see in just a moment as we read um, the reminder that your spirit has also been given to us for um for opening the eyes of our heart, for enlightenment of our minds. So God, we pray that as we come to your word, that your spirit would be um, guiding us, that your spirit would be speaking to us. Um, We thank you that your word is living and active. And God, I pray um, that we would be uh, obedient to allowing space for you to speak to us. So we thank you, God, for your word. We thank you for your spirit um, who speaks to us and enlightens us. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, let's go ahead. We'll jump in. I will read it in the ESV. What do you got? What do you got today? I'm going to go with the NASB. All right, NASB. And then um, we'll try and retell it in our own words. All right, here we go. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in your knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the work of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. All right, and here's the NASB. 
for this reason, I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you and your love for all the saints, do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the boundless greatness of his power toward us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and every name that is named not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and made him head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. All right. Um, I'm going to glance over it real quickly, and then I'm going to give it a go, man. You uh, you checked me for correctness. All right, right. I was right. going to say, I, I've outlined this one already. Uh, maybe we you, should you have... Got, you do it. You uh, do it. I got nothing. I feel like I'm cheating. <laughs> All right, so Paul's saying uh, he's continuing to thank God for them because he's heard of their faith in Jesus Christ and their love that they have for each other, but he wants to remind them um, of the hope that they have in Christ and the amazing inheritance that Christ has in us as his people, Mm -hmm. Um, and then he also wants us to remember the power that God showed in raising Christ from the dead, his might working through Christ, seating him in heavenly places above all authority. You know, every dominion, everything that we can think of on this world is powerful. Christ is above that. And then on top of that, he has given us Christ to be the head of the body, which is anyone who is gathered together as believers in Christ who are following his life and living in it. He is our all in all. He is everything, the fullness, the completion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of sit in this space where we remember the hope and the power and the inheritance we are to Christ. And we look at him as the king of kings, Right. Um, and he is our all in all. It's just kind of like there's this fullness and this completeness in Christ that like we we shouldn't be wanting for anything anywhere. We shouldn't lose hope, yeah. and we should never feel powerless because of who Christ is, because of the things that God the Father has worked out through him. That sounds pretty good. I spent about eight hours this past weekend studying this, so yeah. I am an expert. I mean... Pretty much. It's, there's no question. I think it's, yeah, think eight hours it. makes anyone an, a master it. in something. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah, it's eight, it wasn't 10,000 hours something? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think you nailed it. That okay. was good. Good. Well, what does this teach us about God then? Yeah. What does it teach us about Jesus? I mean, from the reading and from the summary, what are the things that just pop out? I know it's not fair because you sat in this passage already, so. Yeah. But initially when you read it, I think like, and then also as you sat it in it longer, you know, this is something people need to know. Like, we can we can read through a passage the first time we're discovering it and something can pop out. And then the longer we sit in that passage, something mm-hmm. else might pop out, right? Mm-hmm. So first time you read it versus sitting in it over and over, it was it the same thing that kept being drawn out to you? Um, it, it changed a little bit. My initial reading of it, you know, I, I kind of was camped out on what it's saying about the need that we have for the Spirit. So that's kind of the, the next question that we'll ask about the passage. But... I didn't even mention the spirit in my recap, so I didn't oh, nail see? it. See? Yeah, I oh. guess. All right, all right. I, I figured we'd get there when we talk about That's what this teaches us about ourselves. It's it's something, something. Let's take note of that. Yeah, Jack didn't even mention the Holy Spirit. But but more than that, I mean, I think in to me reading this, like I said, that the spirit part of it feels more like a takeaway of 
something about us in terms of our need. So I'll just say, as it kind of progressed, my understanding of it, um, way more zeroed in on the power yeah. that God displayed. Um, and even thinking about this idea that we can't really fathom it on our own. Either. Yeah. Yeah. Like we just don't have a mental, we're finite to sort of understand something like this. And I was even talking to someone today that this brings us up just to, today about baptism. And they described like coming to Jesus as like they had read the Bible, but it was almost like there was a, there was something over their eyes where they couldn't understand mm, yeah. what they were reading or didn't even like it. You know, it was just kind of like, this is boring, useless. And I don't, and then like there was a work within their heart where they said suddenly they understood and not only understood, but then hungered to mm-hmm. keep reading and wanting more. And it, so like what you're talking about isn't, is the same book, yeah. right? But it was something that changed the spirit in them that suddenly had eyes to see. Like, mm-hmm. So I, I think they put different words to the expression that we're going to talk about. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, so what? It, so it taught you that about God's power. Originally, yep. that's what it drew out, right? So yep. how would you answer that question if I said, John, what does this passage teach you about God? You'd say? I'd say he's powerful and above all, and so powerful that we can't even really understand it. Yeah. we can. Sometimes I feel like things like the power of God, especially when you're talking about resurrection, we're talking about restoration of all things, which yeah. he kind of gets to a little bit in this, he's alluding to. Yeah. Um, it feels like a slippery truth to me. Yeah. Like, sometimes I think I'm, yeah, I got a pretty solid idea of what this is about. And there's other times where I'm like, wait, I have what? I have no idea. Yeah. It's like, I get it. And then how quickly we are to forget. Yes. Right? Yes. That's, that's a, slippery. You're exactly. Like, that's you what I almost mean. have to it's hold like, on to that and co- yeah. keep coming back to it. Yeah. 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 I think this teaches me about God. This is one of the cool passages where like, I'm really noticing after we called me out for not mentioning the Holy Spirit, <laughs> that the Trinity is represented here. Like yeah. we see the Trinity again here with Jesus, uh, Holy Spirit and the Father all working together uh, for the glory of God. Right. And so, um, I see that. Mm-hmm. I see uh, this interrelationship between them. I see again, like you said, um, the Father is all, well. God is all powerful, and how it manifests in the three different personalities of the Trinity. Yeah, um, I think it's really cool that what Paul talks about is the human experience. Like we are quick to lose hope, mm-hmm. right? Or we need to be reminded, like you said, reminding you of the hope that you have yeah. because it's a slippery truth that yeah. we we if we don't keep thinking about meditating on, giving thanks to God for how quickly we can go to the immediate things in our life. So um, how gracious of God to remind us uh, that he, that Jesus is our all in all, that he is the head of the church, mm-hmm. that he is um, everything we need over every power and authority. Like no matter, no matter where we sit, that God is powerful, um, that he is for us, uh, that he, he actually not just is for us, but like we are called this in the immense riches of his inheritance. Like that's crazy. When you, when you unpack that on Sunday, thinking about like the fact that like God is giving the church to Jesus as his inheritance. It's like, I kind of feel like Jesus got shorted. Like, <laughs> yeah, <you're> like <laughs> but that's because we focus on what we are to him rather than what he makes us to be. Right. 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 And we, we talk about the church being presented as spotless and blameless and pure. And that's because of his work in us, not our work on ourselves. Right. Yeah. Anyways, it's just that's amazing to me that like he creates his own beautiful gift uh-huh. through us, yeah, and then receives that gift as an inheritance from the Father, um, and the Holy Spirit makes us see this. Uh-huh. It's like, what part do we bring to the table? <laughs> yeah, what am I doing here? <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, teaching me about God, He's a pursuing, loving, patient, powerful, um, 
Trinitarian, uh, yeah, just God that is, that for some reason, this passage makes you think, like, he's a God who cares about us, but then I'm also left with the question, but why? Like, Yeah, I mean, the fact that he, it, it says, it's saying here that the Spirit would would be the one to reveal this to us. Yeah. That means to me that God wants us to know these things yeah. too. Which, I mean, like thinking about a caring father. Right. You know, a caring father does really well and takes a lot of time and intentionality to make sure their kids understand right. the things that they're telling them to do. Not just, you know, we know the other side. The other possibility is like a father or a, a leader who just said, yeah. you do what I tell you to do because. Because I'm father. There's this care, yeah. you know, if you think about it in terms of a dad. There's a patience when you say that. Because, like, to sit down and, like, <laughs> oh. with my son and explain why. Yeah. But it's a if I'm do, if I am doing things out of the love of my children, it should be I should be excited to share because my why should be in their good interest, like right. for my love for them. Like we see here, he's unpacking the the behind the scenes, yeah, and and revealing it to us. You know what I mean? Right. And he he never is going to have that like flustered parent answer that I give often to just, the why, which yeah. is just because I because. said so. Because I'm in charge. Yeah, yeah. I've said that more times than I wanted to admit. Yeah. I know? used to hear that growing up a little bit. Yeah. You know, why? Because who am I? Is the question I get back. And I'm like, dang it. How do I answer this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope you're listening, Father. <laughs> we can talk about it later. No, he, he loves that he said that. Um, so, um, All right. So we have, we've kind of unpacked the, what this teaches us about God on the Discovery Bible Study, which I think it revealed a lot. We move into the the next question, which is always like, well, then what does it teach us about humanity? We kind of yeah, we kind of talked talked about it when we talked about what it reveals about God. But um, what was the main takeaway for you? What this teaches us about ourselves or humanity? Yeah, just how blind we are. <laughs> <laughs> really, I mean, yeah. and inadequate. I mean, yeah. there's just so many things I could keep listing, like how weak we are, yeah, um, and how much in need we are of yeah. of God and the Holy Spirit. You know, especially in, in this this verse is really zeroing in on. To me, this understanding. I mean, Paul talks about knowledge and all these things, and it's. Um, I said this in the message on Sunday, but like he's talking about experiential knowledge, yeah, Ju- not just um, information, but like you've experienced. He, he wanted his people to the people to experience these things right. about God and know these truths in an intimate way, and so that it just speaks to to me to like our inadequacy of, as humans to understand these things on our own. Yeah. You know, you said a little bit when you were talking about this person who like talks about, you know, going to scripture after becoming a follower of Jesus and receiving the spirit. And all of a sudden it's this new experience. Yeah. You know, it's that's, that's the spirit that yeah animates our hearts, gives us new life and new eyes to see yeah. the eyes of our hearts have been opened, And so uh, we read it with that hunger. Right. Yeah. Um, that's good. I think it teaches me um, as I was reading this, about um, like the way humanity interacts with God, um, I think yeah, it was that we need to constantly be reminded. Uh, we need to constantly be be shown. We just talked about this. You just said like we. I think we're we're drumming on like well, what do we bring? What's our part of the yeah. equation? What's our value add to this? Uh-huh. And I think before we got on the microphones, we're talking about how like Jesus says, unless you come to the kingdom like one of these children, yeah, right, you can't enter. And I think as you were saying that, I'm like, there we're coming with an awareness mm-hmm. that we need him. We're coming with an awareness that we're learning from him. Yeah. We're coming with that awareness that children have of like, I'm dependent on you to provide for me, to protect me, to inform me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is, that's what he wants his children. Like he wants yeah. us to come to him that way. 
recognizing he is God, we are in need and creatures who love him um, and worship him. And so, but sometimes we have to have a clearer, he takes the time to patiently explain the clearer picture and the, mm-hmm. the grandness of what we're being invited into. Yeah. Because even though those things are all true, sometimes we still don't come as children, right? We come right. like we have earned this or can explain this or we, you know, you're lucky that we're on your team, God. Like, uh-huh. If we're honest, or I'll just say, if I am honest, that can be my default way of thinking about things. And so this is a good reminder uh, to me of uh, the right heart posture between before the Lord as like one who is putting my trust and my faith, not in myself, but in him and what he's right. done, right? Um, and then pleading with him to open the eyes of my heart. And like, it's more like a, I'm a rece- recipient and then, a, and then a participant Yeah, is what I'm learning as opposed to like equal participants, mm-hmm. which I think can be my default kind of like, you know, whatever. The way I interact with the Lord is like, we're in this together, but like we're equal. Yeah. Which when I say that out loud, it sounds <laughs> It's like, very, wait a second. <laughs> very problematic. And and yet there's we see so many passages and this is one too where there's also value that God is ascribing to us right. as people as well. Which yeah, both of those things are true at the same time. This is the tension. <laughs> we are unworthy. Yep. We can't do it ourselves right. and also we are incredibly valuable to God. Right. As his image bearers, yeah. you know, as all these it's like potential glory, you know, like yeah. all of these things. Um, yes. And we, we live in the tension. The tension of the two. Yeah. Yeah. We're sinners and saints somehow yes. at the same time. Yep. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, all right. So out of this passage, I mean, there's so much that could be, but what was the thing that you felt like God was maybe inviting you into, challenging you with, asking you to obey? Uh, this question is kind of like, um, if we're not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word, as we read this, uh, there's a there's a portion of the truth of who God is and who he says we are mm-hmm. that we need to repent of the way we've been thinking and instead begin to walk in and believe his truth. So this is the, in the Discovery Bible study, this is the obedience piece that we want to focus on really praying and being obedient. So before we answer this question like we did last time, uh, we're going to take just a moment to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and ask him to open the eyes of our heart. Uh, Last time we left the mics on, this time we'll just uh, pause the podcast here, take as long as you need, and then you can hit play on the podcast when you're ready. having sat in it and kind of thought for a little, these are kind of what John and I feel like the Lord's mm-hmm. asking us to obey. Uh, I'll let you go first. Yeah. I, I can't remember how much detail I got into this last episode when we were, we were talking about the inheritance, Yeah, you know? So, th- I mean, this is, sometimes I forget already in Ephesians that like, we're not that far into Ephesians. And so, yeah, we see some themes that are kind of being repeated. So maybe this is not odd, but I, I still am, um, feeling this this like pull to live into the authority and the identity mm-hmm. that I have in Christ and a passage like this especially the power like um the this idea that there is this resurrection power that is available yeah. to me because I am a part of God's kingdom I've been you know I've surrendered my life to him I've asked for forgiveness for sins like all these things and then I go okay where is the power am I am I even expecting it to be displayed, expecting it to be available, like all these things. Right, yeah. And even, you know, 
as a as a pastor, <laughs> this has been a, a, a struggle for me in terms of the authority, like to be able to stand in front of someone or to sit with someone across a table, whatever the context, and say, here's what God is saying to you, or yeah. here's the truth. <laughs> More often, it's like, I know what the truth is, and yet there's potential conflict. There's all, I mean, all these things that yeah. have made me, I would say, like set aside the power and the authority yeah. that has been given to me. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, you know, I don't know that there's a specific like here's where that applies right now. Right. But it's more just in general. Yeah. Um, being more bold, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like being a person of the truth. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And my tendency, more often because of my personality, is like, okay, I want to avoid conflict, and so yeah. if it's not directed right at me, or I don't have to deal with it, I, I'm my normal tendency will be to like, okay. You can, you know, if it's, a, it's an issue of truth and someone's saying something that I know is not true, yeah. I may just be like, oh, okay, and just kind of move on rather than challenging. Or, you know, maybe that's not even the right word, like sharing the truth in love, like yeah. Paul talks about. Yeah, yeah. So I think for me, that's an identity and an authority thing. Where okay. I, I, need to, I need the spirit to reveal more to me of what that looks like in a healthy way. Okay, so practically, it's uh, asking the spirit to help you understand that identity and walk in it more. Yeah. And then looking for opportunities to actually be like the Holy Spirit being like, here's, here's a chance, John. And yeah. then you leaning in. Right. As opposed to being obedient back. to yeah. it. And yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, I think for me, it's, uh, it's been convicting where I'm hearing again, again, I forgot the Holy Spirit in my recap. <laughs> um, I just want the, yeah, the eyes and the dependence on the Holy Spirit to come to him and just recognize like, while yes, God has created me in his image, Apart from the the spirit of God in me and that power that He gives, mm-hmm. like I still am just a sinner without the saint part. But because of Him, washed in His blood, filled with His Spirit, sealed by His Spirit, the inheritance I have—it's the down payment we talked about. Mm-hmm. I I don't know that I am um, as aware as I should be of this walking together with my mm. down payment of my inheritance and begging, pleading. Um, with the Holy Spirit to continue to pour out His presence in my heart, pour out yeah. the Father's love, continue to open my eyes, let me see the like, just that continually being filled of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that could definitely be increased. So I feel like the invitation that I'm hearing this morning is to is to put Jesus, um, not to the test, but really just trust in what He says. Right yeah. when it comes to the relationship of the Holy Spirit, and uh, begin to walk in step with the Spirit. I mean, these are all things we hear in the Bible that mm-hmm. I'm just kind of sewing them together right now. I think for me, it's that it's going to be this upcoming week is just, um, is directly addressing the Holy spirit more in prayer Mm -hmm. and then also listening more for the Holy spirit in prayer. Um, so, so that's what I'll try and attempt to obey this week coming up. Um, yeah. And, uh, if we're, if we're doing this right, we probably should have opened the time with how did last week's plans of obedience go. Right. Cause there is that accountability of how did it go when we try to live out the truths of what God was inviting us into last mm-hmm. week. So we'll just end with that. How did you do? Yeah. Well, I did send out an invitation. Yeah. Um, if you remember, that was that was my step of obedience. Yeah. I have not heard back yet. Yeah. Um, but, that's, but that's the thing about obedience, right? Right, right. It, and it, I have no doubt that, I mean, I'm hopeful that it'll be, yeah, yeah. love to come, be there, whatever. But yeah. I'm, I'm feeling more like the step of obedience was the bigger piece. Yeah. Whatever comes of it. So. Yeah. Uh, mine was to uh, reach out to people who were different than me on my street that maybe I've said no already for them without mm-hmm. actually reaching out to them. 
Uh, I did have a conversation with one of those neighbors, and it did feel a little bit like a no from them still, <laughs> from their mouth. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not done with that yet. I haven't mm-hmm. actually extended an invitation to come over for dinner. It was more like inviting them to something we were doing last weekend. Yeah. And he had, uh, you know, my wife's not home, so I'm going to pass this time. So I'm just going to keep, yeah. keep leaning into that, though. Yep. Um, and uh, But also be aware if, like, this is clearly not someone who is interested in the kingdom, uh, being able to to look to others in my neighborhood to to see if they are people of peace. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say I think we're both in the same place. We did the thing with like, um, what's the word? Not like life altering results, yeah. but I think what we're we're modeling is like the practice of obedience. Yeah, hearing from the Lord and leaning into it and slowly um, obeying Him. Right, not just because yeah. He says so. <laughs> like yeah, a Father. Like I, I love the word practice. Yeah, in yeah. this context, you yep. know, it's we it's repetition. Yep. It doesn't, you don't always, when you practice something, you don't always walk away with an earth shattering right. revelation of like, wow, I reached a new precipice. It doesn't right. happen every time yeah. you practice something. Right. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I think it's a good reminder of the simplicity of taking the step. Yeah. And the thing we're practicing is hearing from the Lord, like mm-hmm. in a conversational, relational way, and then, yeah. and then responding in obedience. That's another thing that always goes on every week, right? Mm-hmm. And we get in that rhythm. To where we just read the, the scriptures, we hear from the Lord, and we obey. That yeah. becomes a part of yeah. who we are. So awesome. We love you guys. Thank you for joining us. Hope that this second conversation, um, as we continue, again, what we'll do is we'll continue Discovery Bible Study. We'll unpack and uh, we'll ask, what is God saying? What does it teach us about humanity, ourselves, and how do we obey it? And then in future episodes, we may choose to pause on something and really unpack a certain thing in Ephesians. Uh, but thanks for coming along on the journey, and uh, keep your eyes open on those highways when you're praying. Love you guys.